Welcome, weary travelers. You are just in time for another episode of the For Crits and Giggles podcast. I'm Kieran Bennett, your dungeon master for this tale, and your brave heroes this evening are Aguilan Newman. Hello, again. Nick Chong. Hola, mi amigos. And Sam Clark. Oh, it's Pope, it's Pope, it's Pope, it's Pope, it's Pope. ASMR, Oh, I got the tingles there. I don't know about you guys, but I am at fucking half mast right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're Vickers and Giggles. We're a 5th edition D&D podcast. We play D&D, then we record it, and you listen to it. Listen to it. Go to sleep. Touch yourself, touch yourself, touch yourself. No, ASMR's not sexual. It's a real thing. Yeah, sure. ASMR's not sexual. Whatever. So, hey, shut up. <laughs> uh, so, Sam. Eh. Can you remind me, what happened last week? Last week. Last week. You know you fucked up by getting me to read it this week, right? I'm definitely doing all of this as ASMR. Hang on, let me just put my speakers inside my pants for a minute. Okay, I was about to, but it's as long as as long as shit, so we're gonna skip it. All right, Anna one, Anna two, Anna one, two, three, season two, episode forty-two, recap. In the city of Cranoth in the hunt for the Golden Blade, our heroes ran afoul of a horrific, undead creature, but were quick in dispatching it. Lol, that's a lie, we took an entire episode. After the battle was done, they were approached by a young tiefling woman and a tall, bussy person. Bussy. She introduced herself as Liltari and her companion as Jeremy. After talking to our heroes, she decided the best course of action would be to take them further into the city and present our heroes to her boss, Bonnie Bonnison. You may remember her name from earlier. As they travelled through the city, Liltari explained that the dead in Kronos had not been staying dead, that's a problem, and that moving through the city was a dangerous task, also a problem. Eventually, they came to a river in the middle of Kronos, spanned by multiple large bridges trapped by iron gates. At either end of the bridge were hordes of dead, killed by the Red Sickness, unleashed by Selimthur. Very Raccoon City. Very sexy. After a few close shaves, our heroes crossed the river without incident. Liltari quickly took our heroes to see Bonnie Bonnison. Inside, Bonnie was somewhat suspicious of our heroes, wondering why someone would deliberately come to Cranoth. However, when they mentioned the name Fergus Ferguson and Torben Torbenson, Bonnie's mood shifted dramatically. Her brothers had always been an excellent judge of character, very true, and anyone who had worked with her brothers was not only to be trusted, but also surely to be touched and caressed as beautiful boys and also surely a capable force. Bonnie asked our heroes if they would be willing to help her. She explained that a short while ago, Red Sickness struck the city, leading to widespread death and disorder. That much is obvious. Thank you very much. In an attempt to manage the city, High Administrator Omen leaned too heavily on the stone in all caps, the artifact that controlled the Stone Knights patrolling Cranoth. The stone in all caps broke, leading to the partial collapse of Cranoth as the virus ravaged the city and the dead began to not stay dead again that is a problem. Adding to the issues Cranoth faced, the high priest of Ventalia, the lucky reverie, took the undead as a sign of Kieran didn't finish this sentence, but as a sign of (laughs) as a sign of end times and went buck wild on the city. Will that do? Yes. Now Bonnie wished to make a push through the city. And now for the next episode of for CNG. We have no time. Move on. Did I really not finish writing that? Whoops. No, it just finishes. Just keeping you on your toes. So the three of you are at Bonnie's place, and she uh, she said that the that, that you guys are going to head out tomorrow. 
basically. So you have a little bit of free time uh, to kind of prepare yourself or otherwise do you know do do anything that you're that you're uh, that you're interested in doing. So this, the three of you head off uh, to sort of do your various things, but we'll, we'll go with we'll go with Mordai first. Now Bonnie Bonnieson's place is basically like a massive uh, like converted inn. So all the like common rooms and the bar and the, like the actual rooms, all of them are taken over by people that she's taken in and is protecting from the city outside. But the walls between the buildings next door have been smashed in and multiple places up and down the street and into the block that this building is sitting on have all been joined to get together to create this kind of enormous compound of buildings all sort of joined together. Um, and all these people are huddled away uh, from the dead outside and the lucky revelry. Uh, in the middle of all of this is an enormous courtyard within which people sit and they talk and, and drink and sort of contemplate uh, life and basically how shit it is. But that's neither here nor there at the moment. So, Mordai, mm-hmm. you're down in the courtyard with Lil Tari and she's kind of showing you where they have like all this armor kind of stocked up and there's like a little sort of uh, I guess improvised forge sort of thing and she's helping you sift through some pieces to see if there's anything that she can um, see if there's anything that'll fit you or anything that you can kind of adjust to to kind of fit your frame and fit your horned head and uh, and, and while while you guys are sort of shuffling through she uh, she, she turns to you and she says Mordai do you mind if I ask you a question? Not at all. Uh, now, okay. Do you mind if I ask you two questions, I, I suppose? First question, have you met a lot of other tieflings? Uh, you know what? Now that I actually think about it, no. I have met a few, but I unfortunately, we were on opposing sides. Uh, so it wasn't the most friendly conversation. Right, no, yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, so, okay, I don't want you to take offense to the next question I'm about to ask then, which is normally amongst tieflings who have grown up together, it's quite a common question. Uh, do you do you know who your parents are? Oh, uh, well, no. I know my mum, who was a human. But my dad, who was, you know. Oh, right. Mm, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, both of my parents, my both of my parents are tieflings. Uh, I'm I'm from a uh, from a small village uh, in the west of the Gorgelands. Oh no way, that's cool. What's it called? It's it's a it's a it's a small it's a small village called called Riska. It's it's you know it's next to a river. It has you know small houses, there, small people, I guess. Are there a lot of tieflings here? Yeah. There's there's a few, but uh, you know it's not exactly a thriving metropolis like like this place, or I suppose any of the other places that you've seen. Hmm. Sounds beautiful. It is, but I mean, you know, then I when I came here, I, I was really blown away by by you know how big places could be, and and it, you you must have seen some amazing places in your travels. Yeah, well, you know, I don't I don't like to brag too much, but I've kind of been to. Um, no, no, bra- no, brag away, please do. Well, I mean, I've been to uh, the Starlit Rock. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I'm a kind of a big deal. but Oh my gosh, really? You know, I like to hang out with the little folk. <laughs> I feel so blessed. 
But you, you and your friends must have been traveling together for a, a long time. You, you, you managed to kill a, a dead member of the Lucky Revelry, so you, you must be very experienced. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been to a few, fair, fair few places. You, you haven't traveled much yourself. Uh, no, just Riska and 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 Cranoth. My my parents sent me here to study magic, and obviously, I don't do that anymore. But no, I've I've, I've never journeyed to the outside, well, the outside world before. Oh, I mean, if you if you can get to a place called Fernshire that's very nice if you can get to definitely the Starlet Rock put that on your list that's that's uh she's actually writing she's writing this down like she's actually writing it down <laughs> while she helps cool. you sort through while she helps you sort through uh, all, all this all this armor have you ever been to Folducks? no is that where oh that's where Jeremy's from no I really want to go there and see all the pussy people you totally should it's a riot with a best I hear, I hear, I hear they're amazing. I hear they're so friendly. They all have really bad Italian accents. <laughs> I know, right? It's a riot, is what I'm saying. It's the best. But yeah, I mean, if you if you want to travel, you should definitely get on it. The world's a big place. There's lots to see. I don't know. I'm 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 just I'm just from a small village. I, I don't know if I'd be able to. I don't know if I'd be able to make it out there. You know, it's I'm, it's dangerous enough here in Cranoff. Oh, I mean, I was from a small village. Really? I, I was a, I was a druid, even. But look at me now, and uh, I'm going to try and, like, puff out my chest and kind of show off my cool sword and stuff. Uh, roll a d20. Oh, fuck. <laughs> roll for cool. It's a nine. Eh, it's all right, you know. Um, <laughs> it's you, moderately like, cool. It's, it's, not, it's not, like, genuinely, like, wow, that's so cool. It's like... You're definitely trying, and I, <laughs> I had a helmet on my head that wasn't fitting properly. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I respect your energy, even if the result wasn't that great. Uh, but she's loving it. She, she, she cracks up, uh, and um, you guys continue uh, sorting through the sorting through the armor, uh, and then she uh, she pulls out like a, a couple more pieces, um, and then you kind of pull out a few a few more other uh, a few more other bits and pieces. Um, and you're kind of examining the table and she goes, wow, a full set of heavy armor made for a tiefling and with a helmet too. Must be your lucky day. I didn't realize we had any of this. Uh, so Mordai, what does the armor look like? Oh, uh, okay. It actually looks a lot like the, um, are they robots? The stone golems, like kind of what they look like, their kind of style, Mm. but in a, like a you know armor obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to say here I don't know if I don't know if I'm keen on a helmet eh because Mordai's got a lot of hair that needs to kind of flow if you okay. if you feel me uh, okay no, no, no that's fine <laughs> so she, so she so she, uh, she 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 holds the the helmet out to you and she and she goes well, everything else seems to fit don't you want to put the helmet on no I'm good and uh, can I roll for like a sweet gust of wind to come in yeah 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 sick it's a 10 it's a it's a 10 uh so you 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 said you know no, I'm, I'm good and you kind of stand there posing for a second and she's just kind of like staring at you like what the fuck are you doing and then <laughs> somehow out of nowhere a little a little gust goes and kind of floofs your floofs your hair just just enough and she's like no yeah no i know i get it that that it would be a crime to put that hair away. I understand. And she and <laughs> she understand. puts the she puts the helmet. Yeah, no, I I understand. And she uh, she reaches up in between her her horns, and she pulls out 
her own hair in it. And it. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got you guys are both. Oh shit, are you guys gonna bang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, walks in and then like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then like walks out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's how that's how tieflings initiate mating. They just whip their hair. <laughs> They're like Navi. They just get the hair all over each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, what a forgettable movie that was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so she like she fl- she's flicking her hair out and she says, no, I I I understand. You know, some things some things are important. Damn right. Like the movie Avatar by James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, she says she says that. Like the movie ja- Avatar by James, the movie James Cameron by Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron by Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me. So, uh, so, so she helps you kind of put up, put all the armor together, and um, and you and you guys, uh, you guys go, you guys go back inside, you know, chatting away about like other exotic places that you've been to, uh, and we'll kind of fade out from that, and uh, and we'll go to we'll go to Mithras. What do you what do you want to do, buddy? Uh, well, Mithras notices the drinking area in in the middle and just goes tries and finds tries to find the the place to buy a drink. Area. Okay, well, uh, luckily this is uh, basically a post apocalyptic wasteland, so you don't really need to buy a drink so much as just kind of ask for one. Oh. Uh, you know, ask for one. So you so you 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 ask for one and 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 the the barkeep. I don't know, whatever the guy gives you the guy gives you a drink and you're and you're sitting there nursing your drink looking out at all these people kind of you know a bit a bit huddled to to be honest you know the the mood's like it's a little bit up but there's a certain background to to the whole thing so um you know what is what is what is mithras contemplating at this time what are what are as he as he's in his cups what's he thinking about just what the hell am i doing here how did i get here Mm-hmm. How could this happen to me? Forgotten. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's playing in the background. Um, I've completely forgotten why I've left home and how we met. And I'm sure there was another traveler with us along the way, but I don't know what happened to that person. And and you know, and here we are looking for some fucking golden blade. Like, what a strange world this is. You know, just kind of an, an appreciation for the journey, but also wondering how this all came to be and turned out the way it is how do, i mean how does i mean how does he feel about it like Sorry. you know is, is he just oh. is he just straight confused or is there more to it Confu- oh, mixed emotions confusion mm-hmm. happiness bit of sadness as well mm-hmm. um you know a little bit of anger he just wants to go and shoot something <laughs> or someone you know it's been a long time since a proper execution obviously you know, has, yeah. you know he's he's had and and that's his release um as, as you do <laughs> uh, as he does so so yeah, he just kind of <laughs> as you do, you know, as a person. Full on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get it, you get it. Um, so he fully just chugs it down. Um, you know, just kind of staring at the group of people around. You know, they're looking a little bit, bit bored. So he just goes, "Hey, watch this." And chugs down. What what is he drinking? Some sort of. Why don't you tell me? What do you uh, do? No, it's, it's this black. Thick black liquid. Um, no idea what it is. Never seen goodness. it before. It kind of looks like the, it's the, the blood of. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, goodness. So good. Kind of looks like the blood goodness. of those monster creatures, those zombie mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but Delicious. Doesn't taste good. Doesn't taste good. But, um, <laughs> it goes straight to the head, and, mm. and then he forgets about the uh, the confusion, and the sadness, and 
becomes more of a, a happier mythos. Wow. Double brown. Damn. Mood. Um, yeah. So he stumbles his way to the armory, pushes the door in, and there he sees these two tieflings, you know, <laughs> kind of mixing their hairs together. And he goes, oh, sorry, Mordai. I'll leave oh. you two to fuck. Let me leave. Just no way. The and then- Stay. That's the most convincing drunk person ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll leave you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Did you say stay? More like. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what? Hey, what, whatever whatever you like, man. You know, we're boys, so. Yo, hang on. Happy to have the... Mithras has got yeah. long hair, eh? Oh, he does. Mithras, oh, get in here. <laughs> Show us what you got. Oh. You're going to love runs this. into into the in between the pair and kind of lifts his hair out of out of his robe and just maybe it's Maybelline's it you know all over the show oh yeah time slows down uh Mordai's way on a little bit of sunlight beams through the window you know the sun is setting and it just wow yeah beautiful just imagine beautiful and possibly the most erotic thing to ever happen on this show. Um, and Mordai, your reaction to yes. this is Mordai's fucking digging it. He's he's here for it, eh? Okay. Um, I mean, we have an explicit rating on iTunes, but I think for the benefit <laughs> of like anyone else, we maybe just fade out to black from there, unless there's something else you want to add to that. Add to that scene. Hey guys, we're for crits and giggles. We're a we're a sexual play podcast. Of <laughs> friends who get together and fantasy fuck each other. Boys, 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 boys. <laughs> That's like getting together with the boys and just fantasy banging. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I we'll, we'll we'll just kind of we'll just kind of fade out from there, and you know whatever whatever happens next, that's is it is a fade out while Mordai and Mithras are just looking into each other's eyes. Yeah, and I assume Lil Tari is there as well. Like she's into it. Like she's whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Lil Lil Tari's there. She's cool. <laughs> Lil Tari's left. It's just the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mithras looks at Lil Lil Tari and says, "Can you please excuse? Can us you please me? go? <laughs> you need to leave." <laughs> Uh, someone's making the situation awkward and honestly it's not me (laughs) yeah so we'll just just fade out from there and whatever whatever happens next you know like that's it's up to you it's up to you to imagine one drink Mithras you know (laughs) yeah one drink Mithras yeah I'm a lightweight Mithras is a lightweight like you know can we can we get the um the fan fan stories what are they called Fan fiction? Fan fiction. Oh, That's the uh, one. Yeah. yeah. There you go, guys. This is a Ship blessing it. for you. Do with it what you will. M- Morthrus. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm shipping it. Okay. So then we'll, so we'll, we'll go to, we'll to Poe then. We'll, we'll, go to, we'll go to Poe. That's a me. That's, that is a you. And so, Poe, you, uh, you, 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 come in, you come into this room uh, that has like a, a big sort of open balcony looking out over the uh, over the courtyard where everyone's kind of hanging out. 
uh, and Bonnie Bonnison is there leaning against the rail, uh, drink in hand, red dress resplendent. Oh, shit, are we going to be? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you, my friend. Oh, some of very sexual energy tonight. Yeah, it's very... Do it. Very horny episode tonight. And she turns and uh, and she says, hey, "Paul, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you came. I'm 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 glad I'm glad you came. I uh, I could just tell before that you were a wee bit uh, a wee bit hesitant about helping us out. And I just I wanted to know what uh, what's on your mind. See, I'm torn as a monk." I've sort of made it my mission to go around and help people and do my part where I thought I could make a difference. But there's a part of me that I can't shake. See, before all this, I was a soldier. I know how wars are fought and I know what people are capable of and when when the odds are just not in your favour. I don't want to dishearten you but the soldier in me says this is a losing battle i want to help but i also don't want to die and i don't want my friends to die either she kind of takes a breath in and then takes a sip from her drink and like puts it down on the uh, on the balcony and she says oh i i understand i do really and to be quite honest, I agree. I don't think our chances are very good at all. Uh, there is a lot. There's a lot stacked against us. There's a lot that could go very, very wrong very quickly. And really, if you look around at everyone we have here, you know, most of these people, they are not they are not built for fighting or anything of the sort. I, I have my gang that you met before. Little Tari and Jeremy and all them. And there's a few others dotted around here, but most of the folks here, they're just folks. And we've built up the walls a wee bit here, but if the gates on the bridge ever fail or if the Red Sickness decides to make a, a bit of a comeback or worse, the Lucky Reverie ever decide to come this way, I'll be entirely honest, I don't know what we'll do. Now, there's a, there's a wee bolt hole in the middle of the courtyard down there that'll take you to the sewers, but that's really all we have to fall back on. That's all we have to fall back on other than ourselves. And I understand that you don't think we have a particularly great chance, and I understand about not wanting to die. (laughs) Believe me, I understand you on that one there quite well. But, Poe, I think you and your friends could really make a lot of difference here. You could really help us out. You know, and what what we do here now, to, you know, to, today or tomorrow, may not necessarily save us immediately or right now, but it'll allow us to do so much more good in the future. A lot of the people here might die. You know, I might die. I don't know. But what we'll do will allow someone else or maybe us I don't know what the future holds it'll allow somehow for us to make for a better future to actually save the city and do something good and she picks up a drink again and takes another sip uh, Poe takes a, a good sniff of the night here 
I think I lied to you before. I don't actually mind dying. I'm an old man. I've had my time. I've done my things. But if you can guarantee that my friends can help you and make it out of here alive, then we'll do everything we can to help. She kind of considers for a moment and she uh, she puts she puts the drink down and she walks over to like a little cabinet that's like sitting on this balcony and she pours another drink and she comes over and she hands it to you and she holds out the glass to like to to clink them together and she says Paul I can't make any guarantees and I won't because who knows what the future holds it's too uncertain for me but I promise you here and now from the bottom of my heart I'll do whatever whatever it takes to ensure that you and your friends make it out make it out of this alive and she goes to like cheers the glass to helping people and uncertain futures Aye. he clinks his to uncertain futures and she downs the rest of her uh, downs the rest of her drink I have something for you maybe put your mind at ease I don't know uh, and she like reaches into like a little pocket that she has uh, and she passes you uh, a gold a gold coin uh, and she says I've carried that with me in every battle I've ever had and I'm still here so keep it with you maybe it'll pass some of the luck on to you um poses I'm fond of a good luck charm. Thank you. And he uh, he takes it from her and, and flicks it. Uh, what do you what do you call him? Heads or tails? Uh, uh, heads, I guess. So you flick you flick the coin and it tumbles over in the air and comes up perfectly on heads. Like it it, la- it lands like exactly in your palm uh, on heads. And she sort of you know re- remarks her glass mm. at you and goes, "Hey, your luck's holding out." And so the three of you go and you uh, and you go to get some rest. And so you, you you fall asleep that night amongst all of these all of these people. And sometime during the night, you're not sure what time it is, but suddenly Mordai, little Tari comes and wakes you, and she's panicked and wide eyed. And there's all this suddenly you, you hear uh, all this yelling and screaming and these big crashes and the sound of fighting and so that the three of you who i assume are all in the room together mm-hmm. um mm, uh, and so little, little tari uh, is like shaking you awake and she's like mordai mithras poe you need to wake up right now well, what, yes. what's happening what's wrong oh, my head uh, and she uh, and um, and Bonnie Bonnison is at the door uh, her sword drawn uh, rather large sword uh, and her dress is like torn a little bit and she says I should have realized lads our good luck was so much more than that it was a curse from the lucky reverie as they drew even closer to us I should have seen this one coming and little Tari is kind of like tugging on you like you know okay come on like we gotta we gotta go sort of thing um, 
and Bonnie like gestures for you guys to to follow her uh, out of the room and in the in the hallway and the room beyond people all around you are like are fleeing uh, it's it's very panicked very chaotic and some of them are going into the central courtyard to to escape into the sewers but some of them are just fleeing out the front doors or even just like through the the busted open walls and off in the distance you can hear screams and you also hear laughter similar to what you heard before and Bonnie uh, looks off in that direction and she looks at Lilatari and she says Mordedai Mithras Poor, I'll need you to take Lilatari and escape underground Pellis and Halton will stay with me and I'll and we'll hold them off these people are mine I can't just leave them and uh, and and Lilatari uh, looks at at Bonnie Bonnison and she says no, I, I, I can't, I can't leave you. And uh, Bonnie like looks at the three of you, like, "Hey, come on, can you help me out?" Little Tari, it's time to go. But it's time to go. And she looks at, she looks at Bonnie, and there are like tears in her eyes. And she reaches out, grabs Bonnie's hand, and she just says, "Thank you." And then let's go. And Bonnie nods at the three of you locks eyes with Poe nods and then heads off steals her sword and heads towards the fighting uh, yeah, we, we rush for the sewers so Jeremy is there waiting at the mouth of the entrance to the sewers uh, and he's like got his crossbow and there are like other people sort of all sort of jumping in there as well and uh, and you rush into the sewers and the, the smell just assaults your, your nostrils and there's this, this cacophony of noise of, of multiple other people escaping all around you, all going off in different directions. And you, you flee further and further into the tunnels and the screaming and crashing above growing distant as Jeremy leads you further, further and further underground and suddenly you hear a scream rip through the sewers and a distant laugh rings out and you continue running through the sewers and and little Tari begins to lag behind as she becomes short of breath and she kind of stumbles against the wall and leans and she's like I, I, can't, I can't I can't go any further we have no choice it's stay here and die or or keep moving and you hear uh, more laughter behind you and she kind of grits her teeth and she continues on going uh, and suddenly you come out of the tunnel you're in and come to a crossroads uh, like a four way crossroads with a, a slightly higher ceiling than where you were before and a glimmer of light kind of shines down on you from a, a grate uh, above in the ceiling uh, you've clearly made it some ways away from, from Bonnie and, and, and where she's kind of holding the line um, and I'd like all three of you to make perception checks 18 for me yeah that's 24 oh wow uh Poe what, what, what'd you got there buddy that is a that's a 16 for me okay uh so the three of you as you kind of come out into this uh into this four way crossroads uh Jeremy stops for a moment and he's kind of <laughs> sniffing the air seeming to like sort of uh trying to discern what is the uh what is the next way to go and Poe, you're you're kind of distracted by what Jeremy's doing, but Mordai and Mithras, uh, you suddenly see this black and white shape drop from the ceiling 
behind little Tari, who is still unfortunately lagging behind. Uh, and it's long, tall, dressed in black and white, and has these wild-looking eyes and reaches for her. What do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm shooting. Uh, Mordai's also got to do a, a fucking, uh, what's it called, sorry, holy, holy flame or something? Sacred flame, sacred flame. Lutari, get down. Okay, she... No! Uh, at, the, at, the, at the last moment, she... <laughs> at the last moment, she hears you uh, yell, get down, and she just, like, without thinking, just drops to the floor and turns around, and uh, this your arrow flies through the air and hits this thing in the shoulder as uh, Mordai's sacred flame um, bursts to life, uh, lighting up this, this area, and you see this... Um, uh, sort of tall, lanky uh, elf man uh, dressed in like a, a very uh, classy looking suit that's speckled with black and white but his, his eyes are like super bloodshot and, and mad looking and the, the flames uh, suddenly like they catch uh, on his on his body and he, and he, and he screams pats them out uh, without very much effort at all uh, and kind of rears up to his full height and this this guy's easily like six and a half seven feet tall he's very enormous uh and you can like sense the magic coming off coming off this thing and then uh Mordai, you see behind this creature something in the shadows that nobody else saw a glint of gold Coming out of the shadows is a large shape, and a large shimmering golden blade strikes from the shadows. Oh, here it is. What? Oh, shit. It connects with the neck of the lucky Rivalry member, and after only the briefest of resistances, slices the head clean off. And little Tari scrambles backwards, and the golden blade stabs the blade through through this guy's head. Shit. And he says, Those creatures are foul. And the Golden Blade then sees your group and kind of like seems to recognize who, who you are. And there's sort of like a brief like, ah, oh, shit, sort of moment. And then holds up a hand and says, I have no reason to fight you. There's enough going on in the city without... Without... And then the Golden Blade locks eyes with Mordai and the sword slips to the ground with a clatter. And the helm of the golden blade is pulled off in one smooth motion and dark raven black hair tumbles out. And this woman stares and says, Mordai? My son? What? Oh, shit. (laughs) What? What the? And that's where we're going to call it this week. What the fuck? She's seen him before. Why is she only just realizing now? Well, maybe, maybe that wasn't my mom. Oh fuck! All right. Oh, are there multiple? Is that why what? Tay was asking. Earlier? I don't know, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Mom's got a deep voice. <laughs> yeah. Mom's a fucking badass. See, I told you the gold blade was a woman. Remember last episode when I was like, "Gold blade's a woman." And you uh, were yeah, like, you no, did actually. So and your you mom are- is a sword. What? Y- yes, Mithras. My mom <laughs> is a sword. Throughout every episode that has had the golden blade other NPCs have referred to the golden blade as a man 
I, Kieran, as far as I'm aware, have never referred to the Golden Blade in a gendered way. Holy shit, so... That's right, we just us, we have the, the gender of this yeah. sword. Oh man, that's... Sorry, guys. No, but Pose, Pose just... Pose such a gentleman that like when we were all squished up against her falling down uh, out of the Starlet Rock, I was like, this a lady though. <laughs> Smell it. <laughs> so we've been trying to get your mother this whole time, yeah? Yeah, we've been, we've been like I talking know, I mad shit about your mum as well. <laughs> My mum's going to smash you guys now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was the episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> Why do you have fucking these juicy bloody cliffhangers, mate? That's what it's all about. It's all about the juicy, juicy cliffhangers. It's all about the juice. It's all about the juice. I just bite in and the juice just spill out. Yeah, so I've been building up to that reveal for like fucking two years now, so I'm glad, glad that it's finally out. So, if you would like to ask us any questions about tonight's show, you can find us on Twitter or at uh, the CNG yes, Podcast. I would like I to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're at for CNG Podcast. I'm at Mr. K underscore Bennett. You can find us on Facebook. We're under uh, Goods and Giggles. You can also find us on iTunes, um, where the, the best way to support the show, and get, the, get the word out, is to uh, leave us a five-star rating and review, like this one from the original Alan from the UK, who says, uh, don't know how these lads do it, but I can't stop laughing at their stuff. Good story. Best NPCs. Only thing I want from them is more episodes. Keep it up and have a drink on me. And just before we go, I want to give a shout out to our amazing, amazing Patreon supporters. Three very special boys, Logan, Jonah, and Lucas. They have, out of the kindness of their heart, decided to support us making uh, the show, which is amazing. Zero obligation, or I'm not even really asking. But if you would like to do the same, uh, we're at patreon.com forward slash four crits and googles. But otherwise, just enjoy it. It's free. And yeah, thank you so much, Logan, Jonah, and Lucas. You guys are amazing. Yeah, you guys are all amazing. Uh, it really, really helps us out. As Sam said, the show is free anyway. So if you, you know, if you can't support us, that's totally fine. These are un- these are uncertain and horrible times. But if you can give us a dollar, we appreciate it. And every single dollar goes in to making the show. Uh, so until next time, stay safe. You should watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm getting really into that. Oh, yeah. uh, With the whole lockdown. Yeah. And may all your hits be crits.